We want to welcome everybody into God's house this evening. And uh, got a nice crowd again. We appreciate that. We appreciate how people have been attending this revival. Not only Lima Church, but our uh, sister churches. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, visitors from our sister churches, and we appreciate each one that's come. And uh, We've got a lot of uh, messages from people that's even way out of the area, uh, people from all over. I was just uh, telling Brother Israel tonight, got a message from a good friend who used to live up north of here named Larry Pemberton. Him and his wife lived down by Chattanooga, and uh, he texted me this evening and all excited about the revival. So he's really praying for it. They've been watching every night. Said so God's really been helping them. They appreciate the preaching and the, the way the church is moving. And that just that stirs my heart. I, I appreciate, uh, so I appreciate people. Uh, God's, God's got people's attention. And uh, I appreciate him giving us revival. So I'm going to read tonight from the third chapter of the book of uh, St. John. Uh, first three verses. Uh, John 3 and 1 said, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, which by being a Pharisee and a ruler of the Jews, he was a very religious fellow. Very religious. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, that was a compliment, meant master. So he spoke nicely to Jesus. He said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Notice Jesus didn't say thank you for speaking nice to me. Jesus got right to the point. And he's been doing that in this revival. And he said, I believe he's going to do that tonight. Here's what Jesus said to him. Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, which means truly, truly, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can say nice things about the church and nice things about Jesus. And you can be religious if you don't get saved. You'll lift up your eyes in hell. Let's all stand. As we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for allowing us to be in your house again. And, uh, God, we thank you for each one that's here, especially for our visitors. And, God, we thank you for our church that's coming. It's got this revival's burden in their heart. God, we thank you for our friends and loved ones all around the country that's watching and listening and praying. God, we pray for this service tonight, Lord, that you just touch people's hearts. And, uh, God, we pray for another powerful revival service. And we pray for the preacher and the singing and for the choir and for the special singers. God, we just, we just uh, look up to you and praise you and thank you. And we ask you these things and give you these uh, blessings in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated. And we turn over to the choir. Brother Tate. Page 190.
170. 
turn it over to our pastor. Thankful to be here tonight. As I was sitting there last night and uh, watching the church rejoice, I thought, man, it's, it's rough to give up your evening sometimes, but I could do this about every night if the Lord would come by. Uh, it's a great way to spend the week in the Lord's house. Uh, I'm thankful for our church. I'm thankful we still have revival and we have a revival spirit. It's, it's good to be here. I appreciate my church tonight. Uh, we'll ask at this time if everyone will, please stand to your feet. And we'll ask if anybody has a spoken or unspoken prayer request tonight. Hands all over the house. Lots to pray for. Anybody have a spoken prayer request tonight? Yeah. Remember conviction. Uh, I can I can see people's faces come before my mind and my thoughts. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I'm glad God's given me real solid burdens for them. Amen. And, uh, and then I've got a burden for people. I don't, I don't see their faces. Just a, uh, besides a specific burden, I guess you'd say I've got a general burden. I believe there are so many people that God's interested in in this revival. Yeah. And tonight, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you opening up. Got that on my heart to ask you. And, uh, but like like has been said, let's just pray, pray, pray for this service tonight. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Let's really remember that. Remember Brother Israel? Yeah. Anybody else have anything? If not, let's really be praying. Church, we'll ask Brother Andrew Martin lead us in prayer. Take us in their life, in their name, and see where they can be, a light 
as we were working today, we were looking back on everything that's happened so far, and we were thinking about all the messages that have been preached and the songs that have been sung, and uh, I couldn't help but go back to uh, where God saved me, and I was thinking about uh, how scared I was as a little boy, just not wanting to go to hell, that's all I could think about, and uh, God blessed me to show me where he brought me from and where he's brought me to, and uh, I tell you, if you haven't if you haven't been saved, let me show you a little fruit. Uh, I'm so thankful for everything God's done for me. He's blessed me beyond measure. I've got a great little family and a perfect little church, and I'm just so thankful for everything God's blessed me with. I can't thank him enough. Uh, I hope and pray that if you're here tonight and you don't know what I have, I hope you get it. We'll ask at this time if everyone, if anybody has a song or a testimony on your heart before we turn over to our pastor. appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that we don't have to necessarily come to an altar, a physical altar uh, in the church house that God can save us anywhere and he can come to us. Uh, I think a lot about Mackenzie when she got saved at church camp and uh, she was at church camp. She was in a, an actual uh, place where we're supposed to have church, but she got saved out in the crowd. And I'll never forget Terry grabbing her and running around the, the sanctuary with her. Um, it's nice to get to rejoice with our people, ain't it? 
We'll ask if anybody else has a song or a testimony tonight. Pray for him, church. thinking about uh, when Moses and the children of Israel Israel come out of Egypt and uh, all the things that God allowed Moses to do in the sight of the people and and God even parted the Red Sea and let them go across on dry ground and it wasn't probably two hours after they done that they was complaining that why did they why did God bring them out here to let them die in the wilderness I've been in a spot in my life where all the things that God's done to me, for me, and I get in a spot and I think, God, why did you lead me this way to this? But I've just got to have faith that what God brought me to is there there for a reason. And And I know as long as I lean on him, he'll make everything come out the way it's supposed to. Y'all pray for me. Sometimes I talk to him Tell him everything that's wrong Sometimes I cry to him When I feel I can't go on Sometimes Bow my head And I just can't say a thing That's when Jesus He says to me You're still So hard to hear 
Sometimes the path we walk It seems anything but Sometimes just trusting him Is the only hope I see That's when Jesus says Child, lift up your head That's all you'll ever need You're still me 
as small as I am. And sometimes it's hard to walk in his footsteps, but when I stumble, he Wipes off my sin and puts me on my feet again. Yes, he loves me as small as I am. Thankful for those. Another one, just pray for it, church. Y'all pray for me. Thank the Lord. It's sure good to be here tonight. I appreciate everything that's been done already. I'm glad I got my new robe on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
If you're here tonight and you still got the old one on, it's time to get rid of it. Right. Lay it off and put on the new one. Amen. And uh, I just, uh, I appreciate, like I said, appreciate everything that's been done. Good to see everybody. Glad everybody's here. I feel like it's just time to turn over to the preacher. Pray for Brother Israel. Listen, uh, pray, and obey. Brother Israel, come on. It's good to be here. Uh, Amen. Thank the Lord for that. Amen. Appreciate that. Uh, somebody asked me, want to come in? They said, are you fired up and ready? I said, I'm ready. I said, but I believe the church is fired up. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to say this because it's burning in my heart to say, I don't know if any of y'all ever had a wood burning stove or something like that. And, you let the fire burn all night and you get up in the next morning. Sometimes it's <clears throat> quite hard to dig around and find some red ash in there just enough to get the fire back going. I thank God we ain't in the church that's just digging around to try to hunt some red ash. There's a fire around here. Yeah. I mean, a fire that wants to catch fire that people are catching yeah. fire from the fire line of house. Amen. Preacher, what do you mean? If you're here in your sister church and God helps you to get on fire, you take that back to your church and set other folks on fire. Amen. Uh, I, I told them at Smyrna one time, I want to be so on fire for God that when I hug somebody, they catch on fire. And when they see me, they see the fire that is within me. That's what she was singing about, that new robe. I want them to see that new robe. Amen. I don't want to see them so tattered and torn and uh, sis I appreciate that song man I, I, I tell you boy that's a good spirit in that and I appreciate all the songs I ain't trying to put one above the other but I'm telling you uh, Lord sure bless me in that amen and I appreciate it and I'm whew, I'm excited uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to do amen uh, they, she sung that song as small as I am said I ain't no ruler or king uh, I'm just a nobody this song says this I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody that can save their soul I'm a nobody to this world I'm not famous people don't know me uh, I don't go around my name's broadcast somewhere uh, to this world I I don't mean much, and I'm a nobody. Uh, there's seven billion people in this world. I don't measure up to uh, most of their standards or their thoughts, but I'm glad to God I'm a somebody. I'm glad to God I matter. Your problems matter. Your condition matters. Your life matters. It matters to God. He loves you tonight, and he wants to help you. Amen. 
Uh, I'm going to read in two different places, and I'm probably going to do quite a bit of reading, and I need your prayers. And I have no idea how God's going to tie us together. I've, I've never preached these two places in my whole preaching life. I've never preached them together. And, and God's got me here, and I, I'm going to follow him tonight. I'm going to be in Ezekiel chapter 37. That's a very familiar scripture. If you, um, And I'm going to be over in the second chapter of the book of Mark. And we're going to have to trust the Lord for the rest of it. Because, bro, that's all I know. I didn't come with some planned out, typed up message. I didn't even come with uh, messages or topics I wanted to preach on this week. I just came to follow him. That's, that's all I did. And that's what you should do tonight is follow him. If he gives you something, if you need to pray right now, you ought to come. Uh, if you need to pray in five minutes, you ought to come. Uh, you, I, I promise you won't get in my way. Uh, you won't get in the church's way. Uh, you won't hinder the service. You won't uh, hinder anything. Uh, I wish God's people would know how important the altar is. Amen. And during the service, if at some time God said, I need you to get a little closer, you just come get a little closer Go back to your seat and realize how important it is to be close. Out of everything that happened last night, and I appreciate God sending the message, but I got more out of Terry Brock than I did Israel Douglas any day a week. He said, Ziba is the one who sent for Mephibosheth because he was close to the king. And I've thought about that all day, Terry. I just want to be close to the king. I want to be close enough that when I mention somebody, he can hear their name. Because I I'm telling you, it's important. Preacher, you don't even know half these people's name or the burdens that are here. I don't, but God does. And I see little faces as I'm praying or talking, and God knows your name and he knows your heart. I don't even know your condition tonight. Thank God I can't see the condition of man, Blaine. I, I appreciate God for that. Amen. Uh, but he knows where you're at. You can have your name on the church book. You, you, you can do all kinds of things. But if you ain't never been born again, you're lost and undone. And the name on the church book ain't going to get you out of hell. But the blood of Jesus will tonight. Amen. Let's read. <clears throat> the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. <clears throat> And set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I want you to hear that part. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath 
to enter into you and you shall live. And I will lay sin you upon you and, bring, and, and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with the skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied and as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And that's what we uh, want to get back to. Now we're going to turn over to chapter uh, 2 of the book of Mark. Uh, chapter 2 of the book of Mark. Uh, boy, God told me to stop right there in that reading, and I appreciate him. You pray. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. Amen, that's it. I can't read no farther. Y'all pray. I'm going to have to uh, go where God wants me to. And, uh, I thought about these two places. They have a common word. It's called noise. And, uh, I thought about tonight that uh, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I've done already heard noise that the Lord's in the house. Amen. Uh, and tonight, I, I thought about this. He takes Ezekiel out down there. Uh, the Bible said he's carried away by the Spirit of the Lord. Um, uh, can I tell you tonight, we'll not worship without the Spirit. Uh, you haven't been to church unless you felt the Spirit. Uh, you'll do nothing without the Spirit. We can't sing without it. We can't testify without it. We can't pray without it. We can't preach without it. If we do anything, we must worship in spirit and in truth. So, uh, therefore, the spirit is the very word that is the important one in this whole chapter. Amen. And he said, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Listen, I'm glad there ain't but one Spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. And there's nothing else to the Word. So Ezekiel's down here, and the Bible said he takes him, and he puts him in a valley, and he looks around, and it's full of bones, and they're very dry. Amen. I, I like that the description that God gave us in the good old King James Bible, don't you? Amen. It don't just say they were bones. It said they were very dry. Amen. So he wanted us to know something. Everything about them. All the life was gone. And they were laying there dry without anything. Just a pile of bones. And it said there were many. Very many of them. And it said it told him. Boy, listen. He said prophesy unto these bones. Now listen, I don't know about you, amen, but if I went to a valley of dry bones, amen, I'm looking, it would look like it was hopeless, amen, it looked like all hope was gone, there's no life in them, there's nothing there, and this man probably thought, well, there's more important things I can be doing, but God said to prophesy under these bones. And he gets there. And the Bible said, prophesy to them, and I will cause them to come together. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Can I preach tonight? God's allowed us to come together. Amen. God can work where nobody else can. God can help when everything looks helpless. 
Amen. God is hope in a hopeless situation. Amen. So now listen. He begins to prophesy to these bones. Amen. Listen. And he begins to talk to them. And the Lord tells him, said, I'll cause these bones to come together. And then I'll cause sinew to come upon them. Which means the tendons and the ligaments that holds everything together will come upon them. Amen. And then I'll cause skin to cover them. And then I'll breathe in them. And they will know that I am the Lord God. Amen. All you gotta do is prophesy and I'll do the rest. Amen. Let me tell you what God said. Israel, all you've gotta do is preach and I'll do the rest. Amen. Boys, I'm telling you, you can't make them, can't do it. I can't do anything. I can't, but God can. Amen. Listen, he could have went down there, tried to find the bones and place them all together. Hey, but nothing would have happened without what? Without the word of God. Prophesy to them that they'll hear the word of the Lord. Man, now listen, I don't know, but can you imagine for a minute? Go with me. You're sitting down in the valley, and you're looking out over all these bones, and you get done prophesying, and then all of a sudden you heard a great shaking. Yeah. And there was a noise. Yeah. You ever been there? You ever been there? Amen. Have you ever heard that noise? Amen. I want to tell you what, when God begins to move, you'll hear it. Amen. Well, preacher, I'd like to see him move. Amen. Well, if you open your eyes, you can. Amen. Listen, not only did he hear the noise, he saw the bones as they become together. Hey, can I tell you, have you ever been at church and the singing and the Sunday school lesson and everything just lines up and God just begins to move. You know what that is? Everything coming together. Amen. You know what that is? There's a noise in the land that can be heard if you listen. I also remember that great shaking when I was lost too, don't you? I said, well, let it be a sign unto you the earth will quake in diverse places. I shook all over. My earthquake, I wasn't expecting it, but it did. And I was scared to death. Amen. There'd be wars and rumors of war. There's a great battle took place within me. Amen. God said, I want you. Satan said, I want you. And there was a battle took place. Amen. Boys, but here was the good news. See, Jesus already had victory. He already had victory over the devil. And now listen, all I had to do was say yes and surrender and I got victory. They're very dry, these bones are. He's prophesied to them. Now, I don't know about you. I like the detail it gives, but I like the detail it don't. I don't know what he said. 
He just prophesied to them. That's, that's what the Bible says. Prophesied to them, so I did. And it leaves it there, Billy. So I did. I prophesied to them. Hey, hey, some folks get the gift of prophecy all mixed up. They do. Hey, man, I jump up and want to run up to somebody and say, I've seen something in your future, and they begin to try to prophesy to them. I don't know about all that stuff. Hey, hey man, don't try to understand it. I don't even pretend to. Uh, but he told us hey, in the New Testament hey, that he gave us the gift of, of prophecy. Hey, ain't that the book? Hey, man, we don't want to argue with it, do we? Hey, man, can I tell you what the prophecy is? That with Jesus there's life, and without him there's death eternal. I'll prophesy to you tonight that there's a good future if you'll come to Christ. I'll prophesy to you tonight that there's eternal life that can be given to you if you'll come to Him. That's the gift of prophecy. Amen. That's what He preached to them. You're dry, you're scattered, but you've got a God that loves you. And he'll put you together. You're broken. This bone's scattered over there. That one's over here. But he'll bring you together. I'd imagine that was his message, Blaine. You look dry and hopeless, but with God there's hope. Not only will I cause the bones to come together, but I'm going to give them muscles. Boy, you ain't asked the Hendrickson family. This muscle's pretty important to the daily function of life. You can't walk without them. You can't raise your hands without them. Matter of fact, it takes muscles to eat the truth. It takes muscles to function. Now, if I was just bones, they'd all fall down right here on the floor. And they'd just spin a paw. And some of these little kids could come around, they could kick one over through there and another one over through there. There's 206 or 200-something bones. I used to know the exact number, believe it or not. And I could name every one of them. I kind of forgot all that, but I used to be able to. Quite a few bones in the human body. Amen. Amen. That are all piled up down here. And they look hopeless. Preacher, what are you getting at? Your situation looks hopeless. But we've got a God who's hopeful. Yeah. You're dry. And you're very dry. Amen. You know what you are without Jesus? Just a pile of bones. That's it. That's what you are without him. Amen. See, I've got all the things that requires me to be able to live. I've got bones. I've got the muscle and the sinew, the tendons, the ligaments, everything that holds me together, all the necessary organs. I've got the skin, which is the world. That's the body's largest organ. Amen. Amen. And the skin, I've got all these things. Uh, but let me tell you something. You might be walking around looking like that, but if you ain't got the breath of God, you're still dead. 
Adam looked like a man, didn't he? Yes, sir. Formed him up there, didn't he, Terry? Right, looked like a man. You know what God did? Hey, Amen. Can I just put it? Hey, Amen. He got down where Adam was and he breathed into him. And it became a living soul. Amen. I'm going to tell you something tonight. Without God, you're just dead and walking around hopeless without Jesus. And you need him tonight. So Ezekiel, this valley is so big. Jeremy, they had to take him all the way around it so he could see the magnitude of it. And then he prophesied to them. And they began to shake. And all them bones that were scattered became together. Nobody else's bones got confused with somebody else's. Amen. That's amazing. No femur bone got confused with another one. God calls their bodies to come together. Imagine hearing that noise. I want to tell you something. I believe it made a noise too, don't you? You take them bones and begin to shake them. I bet you as many as there was, there's a noise in the land that could be heard. Amen. Can I preach tonight? Lima, you're making a noise in the land that can be heard. Amen. Oh, preacher, what about our neighbor? They can hear it. Amen. Oh, boys, I'm telling you, I've heard of people pulling in church parking lot and saying, we heard there's something different here. We could just feel it when we drove by and we knew we needed to stop. Amen. Why? Because there was a noise in the land. Wow, we're going to get there in a minute. Here they begin to come together, bone, 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 sinew upon sinew, flesh. But Billy, what happens? They just lay in there. What did he do, Terry? He said, "Prophesy to the wind. Prophesy. Tell it. Hey, man." The Bible said the wind began to blow from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. And they was in land. And when the wind began to blow, breath began to get them. And they stood up, a general exceeding, a great army for the Lord. Amen. Can I tell you something tonight? Hey, no matter what direction, hey, can we just preach this tonight? Over in the book of Revelations, it said, I saw three gates. Three gates in the north. I saw three gates in the south. Three gates in the east. And three gates in the west in that great city. Ain't that what it said? Amen. You know what it means? That no matter what direction you come from, you'll have to come through the Father. You'll have to come through the Son. And you'll have to come through the Holy Ghost. And you'll not get to heaven until you got it all, my friend. I'd hate it for one of those folks that believe you get saved and get the Holy Ghost later. I'd hate it for them to die before they got the Holy Ghost, Billy. Right. Amen. That's Why? Because right. they wouldn't make it. Right. That's 
You ain't going to make it to heaven unless you've got the Holy Ghost. But thanks be to God, when he saved me, he gave it all to me. I got the whole package. Amen. Paid in full, fully given, fully mine. So listen, let's fast forward. Jesus comes into Capernaum, second chapter of the book of Mark. He's down here, and he's come into a house. And the Bible said it was noised that he was in the house. And it says that you could not get there for the people that were there. Amen. Noise that he was in the house. Boys, nobody could get out. I don't know how big the house was there. I don't know how big, how many bedrooms, how many, or what the square footage was, but it was noise that he was in the house. Amen. Can I preach just a minute? Hey, I want you to tell you something. I sat around, I've been getting to spend some time with Terry, and he was telling me about the church down there of the little brick building. I didn't know I was going to use this too. That's, that's all right. I thank God for it. Hey Amen. You listen to me. Right now, he said he got down there and they were getting ready. Boys, talking about needing some more seating. And I think y'all added a couple benches up front and took out some closets. And he said, by my calculations, we added 104 new seats. And he said, we came in the very next Sunday and they were full. It's noise when God's in the house. Some of us probably wasn't alive during that time. Some of you probably was. Amen. Either way, you know why it filled the house? Because it was noise that Jesus was in the house. Amen. Here he is. He's come down to Capernaum. Amen. He's already did miracles. Y'all understand that, right? Before he ever got down here to Capernaum, he's already did miracles. Folks have already witnessed things that he's done. They're following him around. They're telling everybody, hey, this man Jesus, he's the real deal. He's healing children. He's causing the lame to walk. Hey, can I tell you, you remember when John the Baptist was cast in prison? Amen. Amen. Had a couple of disciples come down there to him and said, Hey, should we go to Jesus and ask him, Is he the one? Hey, he said, Yeah, you go. Amen. Do you think John the Baptist doubted who he was? Nope. But he had a message for those. He said, you go down there and listen to him. Amen. He's got something he wants to tell you. Amen. So here he is. They come to him. And they say, now John, or Jesus, are you him? Or should we look for another? He said, you go tell John. The lame can walk. The blind can see. The dead have been raised. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. You go tell him. Amen. I believe they went away believing, don't you? Shouting the prayer. Hey, we found him. He's the one we're looking for. Hey, you remember down there? Hey, boys. Thank you, Lord. Hey, listen. Nathaniel goes down there and he finds Philip. Or Philip goes finding Nathaniel. And he says, Nathaniel, we found him. We found him.
found it. We found the one, the law, and Moses told us about. We found him. Amen. He said, what? And they said, yes, he's Jesus of Nazareth. He said, can any good come from Nazareth? You know what Philip said? Come and see. Amen. Come and find out how good he is. So here he is. Now he's in Capernaum. Amen. And now it's noised that he's in the house. And now nobody can get in the house. But there's some folks that had somebody they cared deeply about. That said, no matter what it takes, boys, we got to get him to Jesus. Go with me if you would. Well, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to go with me. Man, let's talk about these four men, these four friends. It's no... Linda, I don't believe Jesus spent 15 minutes in a house somewhere. I believe when it was noise, he came with a purpose. And he stayed there to do what God wanted him to do. His father, who he said, I came to do my father, not my will, but my father's will. So I don't know if he'd been down there for days. I don't know if he'd been down there for hours. I don't know if he'd been down there 15 minutes. I, I don't know. But he was waiting on somebody. Yeah. Now, I don't know. If you do know, you're more than welcome to tell me. But I have no idea how far they journeyed to get their friend down there. But I know one thing. They said, no matter how far I got to go, yeah. we're going to take him. Well, I need some friends like that sometimes, don't you? I'm glad I had friends like that when I was lost. I need friends like that along the way. Here they go. They're going down there to see their friend. Maybe they've met up, but we shall pray. God showed me this a long time ago, and I I just want to follow him tonight. They met up, and along the way, one of them said, you know, I was about to leave the house, and something told me I was going to need some rope. So, I don't know. I don't know why we're going to need it. I don't know what it's going to be for, but I know I'm supposed to bring it. And maybe the other one said, well, that's funny. Said, as I was leaving the house, I brought me a crowbar. I won't put it in today's terms if that's all right. I mean, because you can imagine this kind of roof. You don't imagine what them huts looked like back then. I don't know, he said. I know it's kind of weird. But before I left the house, I needed to bring these with me. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I'm going to need them. Hey, God ever told you to do something you didn't know what? And all you had to do was trust him. Lord, I don't know why you want me to do that, but... I'm going to trust you. Tonight we need a lot more of that, don't we? 
Maybe they met up with a couple other boys and they come down there and one of them says, I don't know why, but before I left the house, God told me to bring this ladder with me. I don't know what I want to need it for, but I'm going to need it when I get down there. Maybe the other one said, I don't know. God told me that everything was going to be all right, boys. I don't know, he didn't tell me to grab none of them tools. I'm, I'm glad you boys brought stuff if we need it, we'll have it. But I know what God told me. It's going to be all right. They go down there and they get their friend who's sick with palsy laying on the bed. Can't walk. Barry can't talk. You ever seen anybody with palsy before? Here he goes. They grab a corner of them beds. And here they go. They begin to make a journey, don't they? Now when they get down there, they begin to look. And they can't get in. They, they can't get in. There's a crowd all around. The windows are raised, the doors are open, and people are gathered around this house. I remember a time that they told me about at Providence Missionary Baptist Church said they's having revival. Amen. If you've ever been there, there's a hillside on one side of the church. And Dad said he can remember them opening the windows and people sitting all over the hillside as the preacher would preach. Amen. And people being saved and them having to raise the window because it was noise that Jesus was in the house. Here they are. You know what one said? Well, boy, sure am glad I brought a ladder. We might not be able to get in, but we can get up. The other one said, you know what? That's going to come in handy. Said, I sure am glad I brought this crowbar because we're going to get our friend to Jesus whatever we've got to do. The other one said, you know what? Just so happen to brought this rope, we'll be able to lower him down in there. Hey, can I tell you, God gave us everything we need. Amen. Everything we need to see our people saved. He gave us everything we need. Hey, can I tell you, he gave me the faith I needed. Amen. When I got saved, if he gave me that, he gave me everything. They get up on the roof. They tear it off. They don't tear a little hole so they can see down there. We're about to lower a man down in here. They tear a hole in the roof. You know where that phrase, boy, we had a service where we tore the roof off. That's, that's where it came from. What's that mean? So people could get to Jesus. They began to take, hey, I want to ask you something. There's a real serious spirit here right now. I want to ask you. You got somebody who's lost you'd like to see saved? Yeah, man. I want to ask you the next question. Are you willing to tear the roof off? Yeah, 
if my kid, Terry Brock, if my kid had cerebral palsy and they told me that if I could take him down there and if he, I'm telling you what, brother, I'd do whatever I took to get him to the place where he could Amen. get better. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You, if they tell you your old child's got a heart condition, you'll go to every heart specialist. You'll do everything you can to try to get them a heal. Am I right? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. And then you'll take them down to Cincinnati's Children's Hospital. You'll take them to the best cardiologist. Uh, when they tell them they got cancer, they take them to the best cancer treatment center. Can I tell you tonight that the best thing that can ever happen to your kid is to be born again? Hey, hey Amen. The best thing. Hey, they do got a heart condition. Hey, Amen. Hey, they need a heart transplant hey, by the best surgeon there ever was hey, when he took out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. If you tell me that if I could bring, I'm just going to use it for example, if that be all right, and I believe it with all my heart, so it ain't going to be much of an example because I believe it could happen. But if my child was sick and they told me if I brought it to Lima Missionary Baptist Church, he could get healed, Linda. You got a beautiful building. But if I couldn't get indoors, I'd come through a window, I'd come through the roof, I'd do whatever it took to get him in here. Preacher, you're crazy. I'm telling you the truth. But guess what, Lima? I already know that if one of mine, the one I got gets lost, I already brought him to a good place yeah. where he can be saved. Amen. And I didn't even have to tear the roof off. Amen. You know why? Because you greeted me at the door, Blaine, and said, come on in. Come on in. We got help for you. We don't care who you are. We don't care where you come from. We don't care what you look like. We don't care about your past. We don't care about your present. We don't care about any of that. We only love you so you can get some help. Would you agree with me that these were four good friends? And I'm assuming four. There could have been more walking with them. But there was at least four. They get down there. Now they've got a ladder, they got the tools, they got the rope, they got everything. Now they gotta get to work. Preacher, you're preaching to the church a little bit. I'm charging you tonight. He saved us unto a good work. So they had to get to work. And they had a job to do. I don't know how long it took them, Jeremy. I don't know. It could could took them hours. Could have took them minutes. Tell you, I don't know what it doesn't say. I, I love those details that are missing. Amen. If I tried to get through this roof, it would take me a long time. Just, just using it as an example. By the time I'd have to go through the layers and all those things. Amen. They didn't have a roof like this, but it might have took them a minute to get there. And the whole time they're there, Jesus never stops preaching. Amen. Why? Because he's there preaching the word. Amen. That's what it said. And it was noise in the land that Jesus was in the house preaching the word unto them. 
Amen. So they're there and they're hearing the word of God. Boy, ain't that something. Amen. They took him to the right place where he could hear the word of God. Amen. Who is the word of God. Amen. Amen. So listen, they tear the roof off and they lower him down in there. And what happened? Jesus looks at him and says, take up thy bed and walk. And he said, by thy faith, you are whole. Amen. Hey, listen, I understand that through faith by grace, amen, my, the faith that God gave me, it was my choice. But I want to tell you what, I thank God there was a faithful church in the land by the their faith, I had what I needed to hear the word of God. Ain't a church ever preached without the Spirit. The, bright, the Spirit saith come. The bright saith come. Let he who thirst come drink of the water life freely. Turn it in, you're reading that just the other day. The Spirit saith come. The bride, the church, says come. He who is a thirst, let him come drink of the water of life freely. Can I say this tonight? Y'all get a song ready. Can I say this tonight? There's a faithful church in the land that loved you enough to do what it took to bring you to this place. I'm glad for the church, ain't you? I don't think I don't think we reverence her like we ought to. I thank God for the church. I appreciate the Lord saved me, amen. But I thank God I had a church to give me birth. Amen. She's my mother. She's the mother of all living. You ain't never got born unless you've been born of his bride, which is the church. Don't give her reverence anymore. Why? You better thank God for your church. I ain't even a member, and I thank God for you, church. Can I just follow my heart for a minute? If it's been a while since you've gave your church your all, you're not thanking God for your church. I love you tonight. I really, really love you. But if you're just living any old way you want to, with no regard of her, you've offended her. You've hurt her feelings. You know what we've come to a time where people don't want to stand up and say, church, forgive me, I've done you wrong. I haven't been what I need to. I haven't done what I needed to. Hey, I haven't been where I needed to. I haven't been the man that I need to. I saw you do it, amen. Uh, listen, I've not been the man I needed to be. I've not been the woman I needed to be. I've, I've not done the things I ought to have done. I've not carried my lost. I've not carried a burden. I've, I've quit caring. I've been so wrapped up in my own wants, uh, my own desires. I've, I've been so concerned about uh, this and that and about the job and about this and things and those things. Hey, church, I need you to forgive me because I want to get back to a place where you can be, uh, where I can be used in the church. Youngins, 
You listen to me. Don't you ever stop asking the church to forgive you. Elders, you listen to me. Don't you ever stop telling the church or asking the church to forgive you. Why? Because when we haven't been where we ought to be, we've hurt the church. I've watched my children, and you moms know this. You know what breaks a mom's heart more than anything? Is when their kid is disobedient. I remember when Samuel was little. That's our oldest boy. He's 20 now. I remember when he was little, Amy whipped him almost every day. Linda, probably more than one time a day. She came to me, you know, Terry, she's broken hearted, and she looked at me and she started crying. I said, what is it, honey? She said, I just feel like I whip him all the time. All the time. She said, it just breaks my heart that he won't listen to me. I'm trying to help him. I'm trying to teach him, but he won't listen, and I, I have to give him a whipping. And she said, I just, I don't know. She said, I can't, I, I, I'm broken hearted about it. I said, honey, keep doing what you're doing. You ask him now, he'll tell you how many whippings he got. But he'll tell you at 20 years old how thankful he is for every one of them. Preacher, where are you going? Can I tell you that just because you got right in your closet at home and you ain't asked your church to forgive you, you ain't come all the way with God. Terry, I didn't know I was going to preach that. But it's the truth. Are you willing to do what it takes to see your lost saved or the lost around this church? Amen. See, right now and forevermore, your loss became my lost. You remember four years ago? You remember Lima? You took a burden home with you and my lost became your lost. That's right. And she's on your prayer boards and she's in your prayers. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Terry and I called to tell you what God did. Yeah, man. And we just rejoiced together. Praise God. Amen. Can I tell you, you need to quit going halfway with God. Yeah. If you aren't doing what you should be doing, you ought to say, church, forgive me. I want to do better. Yeah. Preacher, what are you doing? I'm just counseling you for a minute. Why? Because I want to help you. I pastor a church. That's a fancy title. They put my name on the sign out front and everything. Amen. I got a project manager title at my job. I'm, I'm a PM, project manager. Best title I ever got is when I drive by and see that on the sign. That says, Pastor Israel Douglas. Why? Not because I'm anything, but because God has gave me a job to do for him. And I'm honored to do that job for him, not me. 
and I love my church so much. Can I say this? As pastor, brother, believe this or not, I've stood up to the front, Terry, and I've looked at my church when I've got overwhelmed with my job and life has come at me and I ain't been where I needed to be and I ain't done what I ought to be and I ain't been the pastor I shouldn't be. Do you know what I've looked at them and said? Smyrna, I need you to forgive me. Your pastors let you down. You know what they do every time? They run to me and they begin to hug me and they begin to love on me and they begin to say, it's all right. It's all right. Terry said it the other day, we're just human. We fail. Deacons fall. Preachers fall. We all fail. Thanks be to God. We've got a God that's merciful and loving and kind and as small as I am, when I stumble, I know He understands. He picks me up. Wipes off my tears. Can I tell you, he dusts me off. He cleans me up. He sets me on my feet. And he says, now go on. And tonight, if you've not been the church member you ought to be, you ought to come to the Lord and the church and say, it's me. With that being said, if you're here and you're lost, you ain't a church member anyway. What do you mean? You must be born again to be part of the church I'm That's preaching right. about. Yeah. Yeah. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Right. Thank God it's on Smyrna's Road, Terry. I appreciate that. Honored to have my name on Smyrna's Road. But my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. I'm being real tender right now. They're fixing to sing. I'm going to ask you to get real real quick. Despite your statue, despite who you are in the church, everybody just, I want you to know I'm preaching to everybody, not just one group of people. Young, old, newly saved, been saved for 60 years, I don't care, mine, yours, member, not member, it don't matter to me. I told you this the other day, I don't know a member from a visitor. If you need to move, y'all move. If you've been so wrapped up in the world that you ain't even thought about Lima, come on. It's time to get on fire. This church is on fire. Get on fire with them. Amen. You know what makes people want to get right? It's folks that are right. You know what makes people want to get on fire? Folks that are on fire. His friends took him to the Lord so he could get the help he needed. I preached my heart tonight, so y'all come. Y'all come. Just that simple. If you desire, if you desire to do more for the Lord, y'all to be on all. If you desire to do more for the church, you ought to be on order. If you desire to be a better preacher, a better lay member, a better deacon, a better Sunday school teacher, preach boy, you ain't leaving none of them out. 
Amen. I'm sorry. It just don't it just don't leave anybody out. If you want to be better, God wants you to be better. And the only reason you want to be better is because you're not giving your best. Time we quit being half-hearted and start giving God everything. Come on. I don't know about anybody else. She may be watching. I ain't trying to embarrass her. That little girl on the altar last night that I would tear the roof off. You with me? I would tear the roof off to help her to get where she needs to get. Why? Because she's that important and I barely know her name when it don't matter. Why don't it matter? Because she matters to God and God wants her. Now are you ready to give your all? Come on. Preacher, it's Wednesday night. What, what do you mean? It's a good night to get in, ain't it? Preacher, I've been coming to the revival every night, but I've just been coming. Hey, why don't you get in right now? Come on, because we ain't done yet. Get in right now. You still got time. Come on. Come on. Bless him, Lord. You appreciate right at me this, tonight because this morning, as I got up, that, you know, uh, I got up praying. Bless him, Lord. And, you know, the Lord put it on my heart when we come and visit with this precious church this evening for me to come and tell everybody here if I've ever done Bless anything him, Lord. to offend you. Would you please forgive me? <laughs> and we just thank the Lord. Bless the you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Amen. In his house of prayer. Amen. 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 Love you, brother. That's an example right there. Amen. As your good pastor comes down, boy, y'all to come. Y'all come. Still got time. Come on. Come on. Tonight. You're turning around all that dead wood. Come on, shake it off. Get rid of it. It's time. First in your life, you 
got everything out of line. Everything. My wife's come to me before Neil. She's looked at me and said, you need to get your priorities in line. She don't want me to be, she does not want to be my priority, Terry. She don't. You know what she wants? She wants God to be my priority. Amen. And then I'm better. If he ain't been first in your life and everything else has, it's time. Come on. Come on. Somebody needs to come. Come on. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord for the gospel again. We appreciate it. And I want to say just a few things and I'm going to ask them to sing again. As we look at the illustration that the scripture gives us and Brother Israel's preached about and made such great points. Think about that man that was on that bed and his three or his four friends. I first said three. Wouldn't it have been awkward if it was just three? Took a man on each corner of the bed. That's right. Now you you just imagine, you just imagine if one of those friends would have said, "Well, now, fellas, I I got a lot going on. I really don't have time. Come on, Jerry. I don't have time to make Come this on, journey Jerry. right now. You fellas, go on ahead. I'm." I, you know, I'll be thinking about you, but I just ain't got time to take a part in this. I just don't have time to take part in this right now. I just got some important stuff going on, and I'm, I'm just too busy. Can you imagine how hard it would have been for those three men? That one corner of that bed to be dragging. It would probably caught on a rock somewhere. It would have been hard enough. I don't know what kind of terrain that they went over, and I'm like, Israel, I don't have any idea how far they had to go. But it might have been, they might have had to go through some creeks. They might have had to go through some rocky places. They might have had to go up some steep places. But what if, what if, besides the one man, what if they'd have been, what if they'd have been two of them that wasn't there? They'd have had a hard time carrying that load. Folks, we need each other. And, and let me put it like this. If you're here tonight and you're a safe person, and you're not doing what you're supposed to for the Lord, it might be your child or your husband or your wife or your grandchildren or your mom or your dad or your cousin or your best friend. It might be somebody that's dear to your heart that's dragging in the rocks because you're not lifting your part of the bed to take people to Jesus. Think about that. I mean, we need to get in and, and we need to be wholehearted and we need to give it our all. We'll not be ashamed of the altar tonight. And, and if you're here tonight and lost, listen to me tonight. If you want everything put together in your life to fit together so that you're the person that can go to heaven, you got to come and let Jesus do that. That's what he's preaching about. That's the first part. Don't die and go to hell. I don't mean to be rude. I'm not trying to be harsh. But I have to say this like it's coming to me. 
If you die and go to hell, it's your own fault. God made it possible for everybody to go to heaven. And he gets the word. In the scripture it said, The grace of God which brings salvation hath appeared unto all men. God has some way, somehow, that he speaks to people's hearts. It's up to you. You can't go to heaven because you're a good person. you got to be a born-again person. And so tonight, I believe with all my heart that there's lost people that need to get saved. I believe there's, I believe there's uh, church members uh, that needs to come. Uh, there's probably saved people that, that haven't joined church yet that needs to come. I don't know for sure. But I, I believe tonight that there are people that are saved that need to get on fire. He talked about uh, getting on fire. Boy, I appreciate it. looks like our, our youth group's going to come sing. Well, I appreciate a youth group that's on fire. But let me beg of you tonight. Let me ask you. Let me plead with you. Let me point out to you. There's so much at stake. This is not just some little uh, something that don't matter if you do or you don't. This matters. This is life and death. This is eternity. This is heaven or hell. This is happiness or sadness. I'm telling you, we need to get in. I'm going to heaven and I'm glad. But I'm going to tell you what. I don't have to wait to get to heaven to enjoy what Jesus done for me when I was 12 years old. I like it right now. It's better than what the world's got. If you want to be the best husband, you can be get saved and live for Jesus. If you want to be the best wife, you can be, be saved and live for Jesus. If you want to be the best anything you can be, get saved and live for Jesus. Sing when you're ready. Listen to this song. Boy, I appreciate it. Some We got some folks here needing to come. Come on. God loves you. That's why he's calling you. Has been blessed step out. Come on, will you? Just step out and come on. Let God help you. Obey the Lord. Will you just come? Listen. If you're up here, I like the picture I see up here. But if there's one up here that's not saved. You need to get saved. If you're going to go to heaven, you're going to have to get saved. Why are you Why are you turning around talking to the youth group preacher? Because that's what God put on the heart. I'm looking back there and God said, look the other direction. Somebody needs to come to Jesus. Please come. Help us, Lord. Clean the slate. You get up 
Jesus, my Lord, please, oh, well, my Lord. it seems I can hear the Somebody needs to come. Now, I, I know some people that's on my heart. I'm not calling you name or pointing you out, but I'm praying for some folks that are here tonight. Some are saved, I'm sure. Some are lost, I reckon. Please obey the Lord. Come on, come on. Boy, that's good preaching. Please come. Come on. Come on. Time to do something. Oh, I can't, preacher. If God's wanting you to, you can. If God's calling you, you can. It's the devil that's telling you you cannot. The devil says you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. That's the devil. God says, yes, you can. With my help, you can. And I'm here to help you. Come on. Come on. Amen. Boy, that's good singing. I hope you can sing another. They didn't kidnap that man. That's right. No, sir. And God won't kidnap you. But the church, like Barry said, like like preachers preach, uh, God's got everything in place. The church has moved with power. They're doing their work, and they've done their work. God's here. Jesus is in the house. God's saying, come. And as Barry made the point, now it's your your move. It's up to you. Do something. Do something tonight. You don't have to be ashamed to come to the altar. We're not, you don't have to make a speech. and We're not going to ask you hard questions. Uh, you don't have to tell us anything about your sins. Uh, I've had people before, in a revival one time, me and a pastor visited a man. He said, I wanted to come to her, but I couldn't. He said, that confessing part is what got me. And the pastor said, what do you mean? He said, well, I couldn't get up there and tell people what all I've done. And the pastor said, sir, you don't have to tell us what you've done. And the pastor smiled. He said, we're not even interested in your sins. He said, I don't even want to know about it. That guy said, what's that confessing part? He said, all that means is you're saying, God, I'm a sinner. That's right. He said, God's got a better record of your sins than you can remember anyway. Amen, so just let God have his way. Sing another if you want to. Yeah. I want to say I'm thankful Yeah. God's been good to me. Amen. Yeah. You know, we have football practice sometimes and and uh, when we run at practice, I tell the kids, give them 100%. Yeah. And I see them run, and I think, man, they're a little bit dragging. I give them a time limit. I said, you got to get there in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They go a little bit harder. Oh. Yeah. But I want to go a little bit harder for the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. Oh, if you would just remember me, I want to do better. I want to be a better, yeah. be a better father. I want to be a better friend. I want right. to be a better servant. So, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Amen. Get you another song if you will, but let me ask you this. This has been used many times, but you need to think about it tonight. 
We don't know when our last opportunity is going to be. If you're here, if you're here in Laos and you didn't get another opportunity after this service, what a sad thing that would be to turn away God and die lost and go to hell. And what about us that are saved by God's grace? If we're not doing what we're supposed to for the Lord, what a sad time it would be if we ended our days not obeying God and not being a light to our people. I'm telling you what, this is not something that's just a playful uh, thing, just, uh, you know, just don't matter too much. This is serious. It means business. And, and I just beg you to do this. Listen, if, if you want, we've had people this week come to the altar and they didn't say anything. They come to the altar and prayed. We was glad they did. They moved good and got up and went back to their seat. If you want to come to the altar and pray, and if you want, don't want to say nothing, that's between you and the Lord. You get up and go back to your seat. But take it one step at a time. If God's wanting you to come to the altar, come and pray and talk to him and see what happens from there and go next step. Sing if you got one. Pray. Come on. That message covered everybody. Covered me and covered you, covered all of us. Come on, get in. Come on, say what you want to. Yeah. Come on. Come on. We love you. God loves you. Come on. Well, it's time tonight. Come on. How long's it been? song but I, I'm going to get real with you right now if you want to waller in the mud hole of the world God will not stop you he won't but you ought to have enough sense to remember even the servants at your father's house has bread to eat Yeah. you ought to have enough sense to know that he is sitting waiting on you to come back. What happened? Terry, when he saw him coming afar off, yeah, man. he ran to meet him. Yeah, buddy. And he said, get a robe. Yeah. Kill the fatty calf. 
Amen. My son who was dead yeah. is now returned. He's alive. Yeah. He's lost, but now he's found. Amen. And he put a robe on him, shoes on his feet, and a ring on his finger. Yeah. He said, you no longer belong to the world. Right. You belong to me. Right. Amen. We can't, God can't, nobody can make you get out of the hog pen of the world but you. Amen. You know what the prodigal son did? He said he would fain eat the husk that the swine ate, but he remembered That's right. that even the servants in his father's house yeah. had bread to eat. Amen. Are you going to be like him and realize you're hungry and you ain't eat bread in a while? Get up and get out of the hog pen of the world. Amen. Get back to where God's at. Sit at his table and feast for a while. Amen. It's time. If you're lost tonight, I'm like you, I can't help but come on. Turn around and look. If I you're should. lost, you do not have to stay in the hog pen of the world. Amen. Amen. There's a father that loves you. He's got a robe for you. He's got a ring for you. He's got shoes for you. Right. And he's got a table spread for you. You don't have to. Praise Here's the, the good news tonight. They're going to sing. You do not have to leave tonight in the same shape you came in. Amen. What did you expect to happen when you got here? You know what? Boy, it's a good question, ain't it? What did you look for when you got here? Sure. When you said, I'm going to church, did you say, I'm just going to church to, to go to church? Or did you say, I'm going to church to get some help? And I don't want to leave the same way I came. Right. Terry, you know what the good news is? They don't have to. That's right. Amen. You don't have to. Amen. Preacher, you mean my life can be changed forever. Yeah. As God's people, your life can be changed forever living for Him. And if you're lost, your eternity can be yeah. changed Amen. forever yep. if you'll yep. come to yep. Him. Yep. Saying that's enough. Somebody needs to pray tonight. Amen. Somebody needs to come. Come on, right now. Come on. Take that first step with God's help. Come on. Come on, the altar. Come on. Help us, Lord. Come on. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Come on. God knows what we need tonight. Obey the Lord.
I appreciate it. I, I'm convinced somebody's life needs to be changed tonight. I, I, I'm, preacher, why are you convinced that God wouldn't send a message like that, the conviction Amen. like that, Amen. the altar call like that? And I, I told Eric, I said, listen, I said he got up there in five minutes and just absolutely tore the house down in and, and the five minutes talking about them four men and if you ain't carrying your load, it gets stuck. What a message tonight. Well, I'm, I want to carry my load. Yeah, man. Amen. Yeah. I want to carry my load. I don't want my corner to slack. I want people to say, you've got it up too high. Amen. Well, join me. Let's go. <laughs> Come Amen. on. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because we got a load to carry, don't we? Yeah. These folks need their life changed forever and yeah, eternity. Man. And these church folks need to get back to where they used to be, Amen. where they can shout again. Right. If you're sitting at home saying it's been a long time since I shouted, yeah. <laughs> what's changed? Preacher, it's just not the same as it used to be. Well, obviously, you're lying to yourself because God's the same today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. Amen. If you can't shout no more, it's because you can't shout no more. It ain't because God can't shout you anymore. That's the truth. Preacher, I used to have great power when I testified, but why don't you now? Yeah. I want to tell you why you don't. Preacher, you're bold. I'm going to tell you, the reason you don't have power with God is the same reason I don't have power with Him when I'm in a bad place. Yeah. Your life doesn't reflect what it ought to be, and the power right. goes down. Amen. Amen. The cleaner I am, the more power I got. Yeah. Right. You know why? I love Terry and Linda so much. Blaine, you know why I love them? Because they live what they say they are. Terry is the same at home as he is right here at this church. He's the same every time I see him. Linda's the same every time I see him. They don't change. They don't come in here and try to be somebody different. They're always the same. You know why? They got great power with God because they live a life that's clean before God. Preacher. What do you mean? I'm telling you, I know how to block my power, Blaine. How? To get filthy. Yeah. Then I can't do nothing. Amen. Tonight, the only reason you can't shout and sing and testify like you used to is because you don't want to. Amen. Your want to's gone. Yeah. I, right. Well, I ought to look at it like this. We get to. I didn't have to come to church tonight. I get to come to church tonight. That's right, brother. Amen. Man, I get to serve him. I get Amen. to praise him. I get to worship him. Amen. We get there again realizing what a blessing it is just to be here. We'll remember where we came from Amen. and what God did for us. You can't do it anymore because you don't want to do it anymore. Right. But God wants you to do it. Amen. And you know what I love, Terry? He wants to save the lost in the midst of all that. What yeah, a God. Amen. Amen. What a God. What a, what a Lord. What conviction. Somebody, I'm telling you, these folks up here could have moved. Yeah. These folks back here could have moved. Amen. These folks on that side, yeah. these folks on this side. Yeah. These folks all over this house would have been on the altar tonight. Amen. Preacher, do you know who they are? Nope. <laughs> but he does. Amen. But I know I can feel conviction when it goes out, Terry. Yes, sir. Amen. I know that. Amen. Amen.
Would you come right now and pray? This song's for you. This song's for you. Use it. Take this time and obey the Lord. You'll be glad you did. You'll be happy when you obey the Lord. Come on. And I grew so tired of eating after the swine. Yeah, so I believe I'll go home and eat with my father. Yeah. The table is free. Would you come eat with the father? And they're waiting for me. My father, he's coming out to greet me. Lord, I'm willing to be just a servant for thee. Amen. Yeah, appreciate that. What a great message in that song. Anyone else? Yeah. And I thought I can never be like them people. Come on, <laughs> bless her, Lord. Come on, Linda. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't be. Right. Yeah. God changed my heart. Yeah. Yes. Changed my life. Yes. Changed my want to. Amen. And He made me one of His. Right. Yeah. And I keep going back to the message tonight about the house being full. Yeah. And that man could have said, I can't go because I already go. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but God can change you. Amen. He can save me, he can save you. That's right. That's just the way it is. Amen. Amen. He's the one that will come to, and he right. wants to. Yeah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. What a great testimony. And that, and, and, and that was blessing me, and I think blessed a lot of people. But I believe that testimony was specifically for somebody Amen. that just feels unworthy. I can't be like those people. When God saves you and changes you, you don't just become like those people. You become one of those people. Yeah, let's pray for him. church I still believe somebody's needing to come if that somebody's you it's your move it's your time it's your choice it's your life and it can be your eternity Tear a hole in the roof. I get you pretty close, but I feel like when they tore the hole and they lowered him down, Jesus was right there waiting on him. Amen. Amen. He was right there. He was right there. For me when I came. Amen. That's good. Amen. That's good, Neil. Amen.
Come. Come on. Obey the Lord while they sing. Use this as your altar call song. Let this Lord, be I'm time. standing in your church asking for forgiveness. Listen. I failed so many times, it's hard to tell. Amen. I feel that I'm the least in this church house. Help them, Lord. Come on. And without your love, I'm headed straight to hell. Right now, it feels my legs, they just won't move. I'm white-knuckled on the back of the pew. Lord, give me strength to walk down the aisle. I realize I'm nothing without you. Amen. Lord, please save me. Amen. I need you more than I need my next friend. Bless her, Lord. Bless her, Lord. I know that I'm unworthy of your favor. I'm pray with Kristen. Please and whoever touch else needs me, to Lord, come, come. save me from eternal death. Your child is who I want to be. To live with you throughout eternity. Please touch me, Lord, and come into my life. Lord, please save me. You come. Glad Lord, she's I come. Believe in There's others. There's more. Everybody grace. obey the Lord. I believe in your forgiveness of my sins. And I believe my debt was canceled at Calvary. Where Jesus died so I can live again. I need you more than I need my next prayer. Know that I'm unworthy of your favor. Please touch me, Lord. Save me from eternal death. Your child is who I want to be. To live with you throughout eternity. Touch me, Lord, and come into my life. I need you, Lord. Please come into my life. Lord, please save me.
Thank you. Appreciate you, Kristen. You say whatever you feel. Um, I don't necessarily know Help her. what to say right now. That's um, all right. I'm so unworthy. Bless the Lord. And I've begged and I've wept and I know I'm not worthy of grace or mercy. Bless me neither. But I, I, I've been so far astray. Help her, Lord. And I, I begged the Lord to humble me in a way. And I begged, I begged him to let me weep and to let me cry. Uh -huh. And to feel, uh, and I'm just at a loss of words. But uh, all right, you're doing good. I, I struggled all night yesterday. I struggled all night today whether to go, and um, the devil was just on my back the entire time. Yeah. Um, telling me that nobody's gonna come play with me. And huh. No one was gonna care. He lied. <laughs> he lied. Hey, man. Hey, man. Yeah. I'm just, hey, man. I feel so much better now. But yeah. I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Hey, man. Hey, man. Just stay here. They might be some folks who won't shake hands with you. Did you hear and feel how powerful that was? I mean, I, I liked all of her testimony. It was all sweet and precious. But when she said, I'm sorry, you feel a surge of power in that? Amen. There's, and, and the preacher preaches about that. A lot of folks in the morning this day and age, you know, I don't have to say I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't need to. But some, sometimes we need to say I'm sorry. And you've moved real good, Kristen. And I'll tell you this, and I didn't know why and still don't know why, that's, but God knows why. God had given me a burden for Kristen. I've been praying for her uh, this whole service and some before this service. And so when she moved, and I hit bless my heart. Now, I sang another song. If you want to shake hands with her, and uh, let her know you love her and you're praying for her. Uh, certainly do that. We're glad to have her. And glad she's moved and confessed so humbly. And still yet, there's others needs to move. See how relieved and happy she is? I feel so much better. I've been there. I've done that. And, uh, and I relate to you. Praise God. Come around.
Kristen, I hugged her and I felt like telling her, I said, you move so good and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of everyone. It obeys the Lord and follows him. And when people do that, you can feel the uh, evidence of it. So thank the Lord. Anything else on anybody's heart? God's given us a great meeting tonight. Amen. 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 He sure did. And in case you didn't hear what Brother Mike said, he was uh, repeating something that our friend, our precious friend, Denny Crow said. He said, if you'll repent and line a church, they'll line the walls for you. And that's a, that's a sweet, sweet sound, and it's true. I'm, I'm glad you thought of that and shared that, Mike. That's true. Amen. Anything else on anybody's heart tonight before we come to close? place to stop. That's right. keep praying don't give up don't let up um, if you got another ounce you can do do that and still invite people uh, it blesses my heart when I get a chance to invite somebody uh, to church or especially to revival and so be aware of that ask God to help you God help me to invite people God will, he'll make a way so anything else before we come to close once again, we've got food out in the fellowship hall. Everybody's welcome. Come out there and uh, eat a little bit with us and fellowship some and just enjoy each other's company. We've been doing that, and that's been a, that's been a real blessing. Now, and I tell folks every night, we're having revival. We're not dismissing service, but we have been having a prayer to close the service. Just ask God to bless the food. We want to do that again, and I'm going to ask uh, Brother Mike Kessler if he'll pray.
and answer your call. And Lord, we just ask you to go with us as we go to the end of the Bless the hands that we turn it from the nourishment of our bodies, Lord. And all these things we ask in Jesus' sweet and precious love and name. Amen. 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 Amen.